You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. We've got another squatter story here. This one has a happy ending. These squatters get thrown out. All their crap gets thrown out to the street just the way it should be. So what we're doing here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast, we're talking about a Linwood property owners taking home back from alleged squatters, allegedly. So this was a house that was in escrow, from what I understand, what I can kind of piece together. Um, it was going to be closing, so it had been vacant, as you often do with a property, get it vacant, it's easier to get people in and out. These squatters rolled in, it looks like they've been there for a while, because they had a lot of stuff in this home. And... Um, yeah, they just kind of started living there. What happens next? You're gonna have to you're gonna have to listen to the rest of the podcast. Stay tuned. Before we jump on in, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. And I read news that reasonable people want to hear. Let's jump on in. This is a Como news article. And when I saw this come through, I'm like, yeah, that's a good one for the podcast. The family of a Linwood property owner. Okay, Linwood, where's Linwood? Linwood's about like 17 miles north of Seattle takes you about half an hour to get there with with not much traffic. It's in uh, Snohomish County, the county just to the north of King County, where I'm recording this. It's up I five just a little bit. Family of a Linwood property owner forced entry into their home on Monday, in order to evict three people who are accused of moving into the house with their belongings, changing the locks on the doors and creating a fraudulent lease. That is aggressive. I have not heard of this. I'm sure many of you probably have, but here in the state of Washington, I just haven't seen anything where they have changed the locks on the doors and they've created a fake lease. These guys were in for the long haul and they were actually able to stay there several weeks longer because the property owner was trying to go through the whole eviction process. And we know, especially in the state of Washington, we know how that's going to go. It's not. Because our state is so one-sided to the tenant that even if you've got squatters living in a home, and you're going to have a tough time getting them out. So they basically took matters into their own hands. What did they do? Well, Amir Rai said he brought friends with crowbars to get inside the property located in the 6200 block of 208th Street Southwest in Linwood. So I broke the windows of our own house, Rai said. It's our property. Once inside, the group was able to flush out the trio of people who had made the home their own. The owner spent much of the day carrying the items found inside to the outside curb. It was a lot of stuff. I mean, it was like a, f- like a full household worth of stuff. How did these squatters get it in there? Did they just back up a big moving truck? Yep, we're, we're moving in. It must have been something like that. And where did they, you know, where did all, where did all this stuff come from? Did they steal it? I don't know. It was, it, it, it's just a crazy story, right? Ryan and his three uncles showed Como News the documents they said prove that the property belongs to them. That's a pretty easy one to prove, right? You've probably got a mortgage, you've got a deed, you've got whatever, utility bills, all that kind of stuff. And these, these squatters, they had nothing. They had a fake lease that they made up. But if you've got a fake lease and the cops don't know the difference. They roll up and they're like, I don't really know who to believe here. Got one guy telling me one thing, got another guy telling me another thing. What's the dealio? You guys figure this out in court. So Ryan, his three uncles showed Como News that documents they said proved the property belonged to them. The group said they noticed several cars in the driveway of the home last week, even though the property was supposed to be vacant since they were in the process of closing on a sale. So you've got squatters with cars. 
They're just squatting in somebody else's house, just basically taking it over. Just no regard for the law whatsoever. That's when they found people who are living inside the home before they called the police. They broke in and changed the locks, Rye said. They made a fake lease. This is some aggressive stuff. Linwood police said the three were able to produce documents of their own that purported to show that they were living there legally. Now, I've had one of you send me, you know, video of you evicting somebody who's squatting in your property. And the squatter basically said, I've, I've got a right to stay here. And that's what these guys were doing. They're saying, oh, we have a right to stay here. And with any slim, little chance, glimmer of hope for the squatters, if they have that at all, they're in there for a while because it just takes so long to get stuff through the court system. That's if you get it through at all. Seattle, city of Seattle just did a bunch more stuff that's only going to do as far as eviction uh, moratorium, all all the provisions that the city of Seattle is doing right now regarding rental property, it's just going to drive rents through the roof, because nobody's going to want to have a rental property. And the few rental properties that are out there, they're going to be able to charge, you know, even more than they already do, because the pool is so small. So city of Seattle Council, great job, you just made it more expensive for your own citizens to live in their own city. Well done. Nice job. Uh, the documents meant police We're talking about the documents that the squatters had the documents meant police were unable to do anything about the residents telling Ryan his family, they would have to pursue the matter in court. They told us to go to court said Neemad, one of Rye's uncles, make your case and let them evict them. But we know what's going on with that right now. Yeah, nothing. The family waited weeks as they attempted to let the legal process play out. Amir and his uncles decided to take action into their own hands. Oof, bold. The three left without incident, the squatters, and never called police for help. And authorities said the case is now closed. All right. So there's precedent for what you do. You bring some big dudes in, crowbars, you kick them out, and you toss their stuff to the curb. That's what you do. That's what these guys did anyway. Man, I don't know if I could, as a managing broker, I don't know if I could recommend that if one of my sellers had squatters in there. I mean, you're taking your life in your own hands at that point. I'd want to do that with some kind of escort. But police are not going to, they're not going to escort through you through that process because they basically are, hey, you need to go to court, sort this out. We're not getting involved because they don't know. They don't know, you know, who's who or what the players are or what the deal is. They probably got a feeling. Um, but Amir said he hopes that their experience serves as a cautionary tale for other property owners. He said owners of vacant rental homes should check regularly on their properties and even board the site up to help keep people out. Okay, so you've got a vacant rental home that you are selling and you are trying to get it uh, closed. You've got the appraisal process that happens. You've got the building inspection process that happens. You got to have water on for basically both of those. You've got to have electricity on for both of those. And those don't necessarily happen at the same time. And if you have like a reinspection or something, not having electricity on, not having water on, not having utilities on, um, basically can monkey up your transaction. And somebody can say, well, you know, I got to come back out and do a reinspect 
delays the thing, somebody gets real worked up, oh, we're beyond closing, we're not buying this home. That can happen. And so that is why you don't board properties up or turn off the utilities. If you are a homeowner, or a landlord or whatever, and you're trying to get a property to a certain date where it's going to take me be taken possession by somebody else. So do go buy your properties and check on them regularly. I know a lot of people that um, we'll check like daily or every other day, something like that, just to make sure that nothing's going on. Because as people go through the home that don't necessarily own it, they might leave a back door open. Um, many years throughout appraising, somebody tell me the key is under the mat, it wasn't under the mat, but they'd left a rear window open. So I don't want to have to come back out because I may have driven, you know, from Bellevue to somewhere far out to do this appraisal. I'm going to hop in that back door and hop that hop in that back window, I'm going to get in. And other people do the same thing. They basically case a house and, you know, as if the windows open, I'm going to hop in. And that's probably how these guys got in or maybe the door was just left open. So you do need to check your properties consistently, especially when nobody's living there. Because these people that left, um, I watched the video, they were leaving on foot, one guy had a bike, he was real upset, his girlfriend had a backpack, they were calling, you know, hauling some stuff out. But how come they didn't leave in their cars? What's I mean, what is this whole deal? I mean, these people are so bold, and they know they're going to get caught. They're just trying something out. Let's, let's, let's live in this house. It's better than living in a tent on the street. Because our city governmental leaders just say, ah, it's okay for you guys to post up wherever. And this kind of stuff happens. And these, these uh, squatters were not, they were not old, they were not old folks. They were doing this squatting, you could tell just by the video, even though they didn't show their faces. I think these are people and they showed a bunch of hypodermic needles inside the home. So let's put one and one together. And what do you come up with? You got squatters on drugs breaking into a house, changing the locks, creating a lease. What a nightmare. So we don't want this to ever happen to us or anyone else, the owner said. Turn the water off and make sure the electricity is off so somebody can't just come in and take over. All right, though, I just kind of got through saying why it's easier said than done with a vacant home. And the bottom line is, is that, you know, unfortunately, possession is nine tenths of the law. Who's in there? Oh, the squatters in there. All right, you got to work them through that legal process before you close that home. And we've had situations like that happen where you've got people on the grounds in the home that aren't supposed to be there, even like legit owners. They, you know, they do weird things at the end of a transaction at times. You know, maybe it's an emotional sale of a home and they don't really want to sell it. And they just basically hunker down and say, screw it, I'm not moving all this stuff out. You're going to have to take me out. <laughs> and most of the time, those things, you know, get they get resolved. But if people want to get really, you know, nasty, they can stay in a home for a long, long time and work the process. I did, uh, I read a story about how uh, an owner in, I think it was, where, what, what city was that? Can't remember. Maybe you've seen the podcast. I don't know. But they, um, they occupied a home for 21 years after not making a payment. Think about that. 21 years, a couple of different investors came through, bought the home, turned it over to somebody else. Yeah, we can't get those guys out. You want it? Sure, we'll take a run at it. 
I mean, you can go, you can tie things up for a long time in the court process. Fortunately, for these owners, that did not happen. And they were simply able to go in and physically bump these people out. But what if you have a confrontation in the home? I mean, that's getting into some pretty scary stuff. The cops aren't getting involved. I mean, I wonder what their lawyer probably told them. They probably said, don't mess with the, the squatters. If you see signs of hypodermic needles, they may have guns, they might shoot you, you don't know. So I can't say that I necessarily recommend, you know, breaking in and taking your own home back. But I also don't blame them either. I mean, that's the easiest way to get this situation squared away. But it's kind of like, you know, vigilante justice, right? I mean, you're just you're having to go in and take your own home back. How unsettling would that be? Terrible. So Ryan, his uncle say that after this ordeal, they're getting out of the rental property game. They broke in, they changed the locks, they made a fake lease, said Rye. That's all you got to say. So people get into the rental game and think this is going to be easy money. All I got to do is rent it out, collect that money, make that mortgage payment. I'm going to be a millionaire. Oh, wait, I'm gonna make a little bit of money, I got to split it with my three uncles. And now I've got these jackasses who just are squatting in my home, ruining my home that's about ready to close. I've got to deal with these guys and the cops. They're no help because they can't be. Legally, they can't. Oh, you're the owner. We were trained in this. No, the court system. That's what the courts are for, unfortunately. So what a nightmare for these owners, right? And I think you're going to see as you see stories like this, I think you're going to see more and more of this because there's so many people who are so, you know, they're just so brazen about their actions. And they just don't care. And I think this is a younger, this is a younger group doing this kind of thing. These are not old folks. These are not, you know, they're not my generation. They're not generation Xers doing this stuff. They're younger, and they're kind of making a lifestyle choice out of how to basically live for free. And that's what they're doing. They broke in, they changed the locks, they made a fake lease. I mean, this is literally Pacific Heights, that movie with Meg Ryan. Uh, no, is it, it was Melanie Griffith and the kid from the wrestling movie, and Michael Keaton epic, epic movie. If you if you're about ready to close on a rental property, watch that movie, Pacific Heights, you might rethink your whole approach. Now, I don't want to scare anybody away from owning real estate that you're going to rent out either, because it is a, it's an incredible way to create some equity. If the market's going up, if you bought in say, oh, six, oh, seven, oh, eight, oh, you might see a little haircut on that equity, you might have to wait like the whole great recession in order to have your property value come back up. But then, yep, it's been off to the races. It's just been going. What did I see? Um, the Seattle statistics this last month where our median home price is up almost 30%. And then I saw a Toronto housing market where the, where the median housing price there again was 30% year over year up 30%. Those are some crazy numbers. So of course, people are going to say, ah, rental real estate, until they have something like this happen to them. And I can't really blame them. Because this is a horrible ordeal. But then again, this is this is the exception. This is not the rule. But how many how many times have I talked to you guys about 
people breaking in and, you know, saying that they belong to some long lost, you know, tribe and they're retaking the land. And, you know, you got just all these crazy nut jobs out there. But these squatters, they're just so blatant. We're going to break into the house or get into the house. We're going to move our stuff in. And then we're basically going to just take over and make a lease and somebody comes along. Hey, here's our fake lease. You know, we, we've got a right to be here. And the owner's like, what? This is our house. This is not your house. We don't even know who you are. We have no idea who you are. And that's what these squatters do that's so scary. They just get in and go. And they have no regard for basically their own safety. They do not care because you, you've just got people doing crazy stuff. So yeah, I mean, what what an ordeal for these folks to have to go through. So I can't necessarily say, hey, I recommend just going in and, you know, throwing people out because that's dangerous as well. But there's got to be that fine line of, hey, uh, you know, you need to kind of watch your back. If you got somebody in your house, you need to figure out who's in there and what they're doing if you can, and then figure out game plan. During the era of the Rona with all these ridiculous eviction moratoriums, I mean, you're not going to be able to wait along, you know, forever. And that's how long the court process is going to take. Because if you've got a legit eviction coming up against a, you know, one of these squatter deals, man, I mean, how, how are you going to, how are you going to win that one? I don't know. Probably because the tenants who are the squatters just, pr just won't show up for the court hearing because they have no defense. They show up and, you know, show a lease that's just been totally fabricated. Even that, it's going to take some time to, you know, it's going to take a couple of court hearings probably to uh, to sort that out. And are you going to have to hire an attorney? Probably. If you want to, you know, if you want to have everything just totally squared away. These guys just went in, crowbarred their way back into their own home. That's scary stuff. But, I mean... It's also, they did what they had to do. And so from that standpoint, I'm like, okay, I respect that. However, it's brutal. You have to do that to your own property in 2021 because you've got just such nut jobs out there running around. I don't know. That's crazy. So, yep, that's it for me on this one. I know this is kind of a quick one, but um, we've covered this topic a bunch and um, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's going away. And this is one of the more brazen uh, examples of squatters who claim they have rights and creating a fake lease, that takes some effort. So I, I got a feeling this is going to be an ongoing story. Because um, housing is at such a premium right now. And uh, people don't want to work for things. They don't want to work hard to get their credit where they need to be. They don't want to work hard for a down payment. They just want to take somebody else's house and say, ah, go screw yourself. We've got a lease. We've got a lease. You're going to have to hit the road. This is our house now. Nah. No, that's just not that's not the way this works. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being part of Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I'm on to the next one. Until then, stay safe. And I'll see you guys soon. Talk then. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out. 